1: Shoot everything and anything. Um, as simple as that sounds, it's, it's all it is. If you're going out there each day and you're working on personal work or trying new things, you will, you will definitely evolve and progress as a photographer. But um, you know, if you're just sitting there on Instagram, kind of looking at other people's work, and you won't get anywhere. So I really think put down your phone and pick up your camera and, and get out there and, and shoot something new.
0: That's Mark Clinton. He's 22 and he's a photographer from Australia. Today you're going to hear his amazing story and find out how he gets to travel all around the world to shoot incredible photographs. Me, I'm Matt Bowen, and this is Phototypes. Oh my god. Oh my god.
2: Oh my god. It's Matt freaking Bowen.
0: Oh my gosh! Phototypes is a podcast about photographers, what makes them tick, what drives them towards their goals, and how did they get to where they are today? It's loosely based around a series of questions which you can find out about in our intro episode or see on our Facebook page. In today's episode, then, you'll hear from Australian Mark Clinton, a photographer who gets to shoot in some incredible locations. Now, during this interview via Skype, I had to speak in hushed tones as it was 2am UK time and my wife was asleep in the room next door. Without further ado, then, let's say hello to Mark Clinton. Hello, Mark. How do we find you today?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm um, just It's a Tuesday morning. We just had the long weekend, so um, back in the office, unfortunately, doing some, some much-needed uh, off the to-do list, so here I am in flash.
0: Excellent, thank you very much for joining us. I know you're uh, very, very busy, often uh, away from your homeland and uh, all around the world. so I uh, really appreciate you taking the time out to do this. Just if you would, as we start all our interviews, take a look around you and tell us what you can see immediately around you.
1: Well, um, the first thing that comes to mind is the huge uh, to-do list of that's been daunting <laughs> me over the past few days. So um, you know, here I am looking at that and kind of looking at the clock and hoping I can get it all done by today. And on the right of me, my um, my probably f- my favourite thing would be my foam roller, especially when in the office, just um, uh, roll out all those uh, unwanted little n- nitty gritty things in my back. And yeah, here I am.
0: And uh, is your office a tidy office? Are you a tidy person?
1: To be honest, uh, I. I'd normally lie and say yes, but at the moment it's looking pretty shocking with um, paperwork on little kind of schemes I've got going all scattered around my desk and, um, yeah, kind of cords coming out of every computer and, yeah, it's not the most um, eye-inspiring.
0: Cool. I had this uh, vision of you, well, I have this vision of you, um, sort of... Editing by the side of the road in a shack or halfway up a mountain, is is that the sort of thing that you uh, often find yourself doing or are you pretty much uh, back home and, and do your editing there?
1: Well, it, it really depends. I mean, um, over the past maybe several weeks, I've actually been kind of restricted to home, which has been good because I've been able to kind of concentrate and nail out those bigger jobs. But, you know, there are times when I am on the road and I am on the plane and and I really have to make use of that that spare time. So, I mean, I think it was uh, two two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I was in um I was in Austria, and I had a job over there. And the following week, I was back in Australia, um, in like a really warm climate, and then back into a cold environment in New Zealand. So it was really it was a bit bit strange, kind of being in you know, being stuck inside and it's all, it's really cold and then you're editing photos from last week in this tropical destination in Australia.
0: Does that affect you health-wise? Do you sort of need to look after yourself properly?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, when I'm, um, I know it's its a bit ironic, but when I was a bit younger um, and I was, you know, I'd kind of thrash around my body a little bit more, but now every day is, is a working day for me. So I really have to kind of be mindful of what I eat and The amount of sleep I get but obviously there are times when I'm I've got deadlines and I do do only get a few hours sleep but um yeah I think it's all about routine and keeping my body quite stable.
0: For those of uh, our listeners who don't know you just tell us a little bit about yourself and and what sort of photography you do.
1: So um, I I grew up I grew up um, near Manly Beach in Sydney Australia um, I've always had this background for the water, especially surf photography. And that's how, um, I guess my career developed because started off going on surf trips and doing road trips up and down the East coast of Australia and, and really enjoying the small things from not just being in the water, but, um, you know, the, the environment around from the road trip itself and the places you go in between those quirky little towns. And from there, I guess I just developed a, um, just a love for travel, really. Um, and through my work, I started going on trips for myself and clients and whatnot started picking up on that. And here I am now and kind of getting to, to do my lifelong dream, which is travel the world and, and shoot what I want when I'm not working. And kind of I've got that nice balance of working and then shooting personal projects along the way, both domestic and internationally.
0: So what sort of things uh, now are you shooting
1: at the moment, in terms of work, I mean, the last few weeks, I had a shoot for Red Bull Australia, um, and that was just up in the in Noosa, in the north, uh, far north Queensland of Australia. Um, and then several weeks prior to that, I was in, uh, would have been Northern Territory, which is quite a warm climate, it's, um, quite barren and desert, deserted, and then there's... Um, this this like orange dirt which you, i mean a lot of you when you see a strip photos of australia you'd probably think it's all like that but um hidden beneath all these kind of these barren highways and whatnot there's um all these secluded waterfalls and whatnot so i had to had to shoot for a, a camper van company actually going around there with a couple and kind of making the most of what you do on a on a trip like that
0: so um alluded to it a little bit there about um how you got to the moment that you're in now but expand a little bit on that and uh what's your sort of schooling background and training background did you always want to be a photographer
1: um well through throughout my schooling years uh, to be honest I wasn't the best student I was um trying to avoid class when I could and and duck down the coast on surf trips and you know try and wag school I guess you could say um it started Probably about ten years ago there was one particular surf session um, where I do remember taking my camera and thinking you know this is this is something I could really do for a living but um with surf photography it's it's not a field where you can you can earn a lot of money and it's it's quite you've got to be in the right place at the right time and really it's it's a lot of money to throw down um, so I started looking outside of surf photography and with no training I um, I got taken in by, I guess I'd consider him my mentor, a friend named Tristan, who was actually a bit of an older photographer at the time, and he introduced me to weddings. So through weddings, I guess I I developed even just a bit more of a commercial skill, um, dealing with clients and um, kind of learning those, those nitty gritty bits that really get overlooked in the scheme of things. I mean, it's not so much you just pick up a camera these days and... You, you get to travel around the world there's a lot of um a lot of admin involved and a lot of time spent on the computers so he kind of taught me a lot of that and yeah it's just been a real snowball process over the past um, I'd say two three years where here I am now and it's it's a lot of emails and a lot of time behind the computer but it's it all pays off really when you're in some amazing place around the world and you know, your objective is to, to take photos.
0: Yeah, because we've not mentioned yet how old you are and you're 22, which is still pretty young. It's incredible the sort of journey you've had already in that short space of time. And, and what was it that really sort of pushed the button and set things off for you?
1: I'd probably say it was it was the time I left uh, my, my previous job and kind of gave this a full-time crack. I used to work with autistic kids, um, for about three 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 and a half years and it got to the point of my later, later time working with the kids that I was trying to balance that job and book jobs uh, with my growing photography career in the meantime and yeah, it got to the point where I was working weekends and after school just trying to book and shoots whenever I could and I eventually had to say sorry and, and um, kind of leave, leave the school and go on my full time and full-time adventure of being a photographer
0: was that a scary thing to do or was it like the most exciting thing you'd ever done
1: there were a lot of nerves involved um more so because i'm like okay well i need to earn you know money to make a living and i need to take this a little bit more seriously and from that from that um from that step i kind of worked out how much i needed to earn and all the all the bits and pieces involved and Looking back now, I can't believe I even had to think of that because it's just been an absolute dream as to how much work has come my way and the the opportunities that have presented to me, especially in the past few years.
0: And how those opportunities presented themselves? um, Did you sort of go and and seek out work or did people come to you having seen your stuff?
1: Living in Sydney, um, there's a lot of networking that goes on. And another another element of all that is um, that popular social media app called Instagram so at the same time as my commercial career was growing at home I also started getting interest uh, from an international client base through Instagram whether that was just finding my work or sending me on these you know these Instagram for meals where it's the perfect place or the perfect uh, platform to travel the world as you pretty much they're like okay well we'll take you over here and let's see what you can do and Here's some places you have to go and, yeah, just just with your eye, kind of make the most of it. So for me, being 22, when I've got a lot of friends who, um, you know, have to save up half a year, even a year, just to go over to Europe for a few months, I think they get quite jealous when all of a sudden I've been invited to Europe, you know, three weeks in advance.
0: Yeah, funny that. I wonder why they get jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Are you having the time of your life, Mark?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I definitely am. I mean, looking looking back at a lot of my mates who, uh, where I live especially, a lot of them are tradies or they're stuck in the, the nine to five um, and I'm just, I've got this flexibility of being able to work when I want, with who I want and be able to travel both personally and for work. It's, it's honestly a dream come true.
0: Being the age that you are, you've pretty much grown up in the digital era and the social media era. Has that definitely been a help for you?
1: Oh, 100%. I think a lot of the old school photographers who, who don't stay on track with the whole the social buzz and whatnot, a lot of them are being left behind. And I know that that's for sure with um, the surf industry, for example. Um, a lot of the old stubborn photographers, they're not really getting anywhere, but the, the younger ones who are kind of pushing it and... You know, trying new things—they're—they're they're getting a lot further.
0: I want to just take a tangent here and ask you about surf photography because it's something that I've always been interested in seeing the images. And um, so you're looking down the tube of a wave. So how does that work? How do you take that image? Do you are you literally there with that wave, and you just get wiped out by the wave after you've taken the image?
1: It um it definitely involves a lot of knowledge for the water. Um, growing up on the beaches that's kind of been ingrained in my head since such a young age. I mean, everyone here revolves themselves somewhat of a way around the beach, whether they swim each day or surf each day or what have you. So, um, yeah, when paddling out, especially in the, the bit more of a, the bigger waves and whatnot, you really have to have your head switched on. And it's all about timing. I mean, you've got your settings dialed. And then once you kind of know what image you want, you can sit in that that spot And, you know, there there are times that you come unstuck and there's a bit more force than you anticipated behind that wave, which can eventually lead to you getting sucked over the falls, which no doubt isn't the the best experience. But, um, yeah, it's all a learning game, I guess.
0: Cool. Well, you seem to have learned quite well, judging by the images that I've seen uh, on your website and on your Instagram feed. I also read on your Facebook that you went to Norway uh, was it last year? And and lost all the images there. That must have been a real nightmare for you.
1: That that was um, yeah. That's definitely something that's been a life learned lesson. Um. Uh, so what happened was I was in. I did a two month stint in New- uh, Norway. Sorry, Europe. Um, mid last year, but this time last year, and for, I went on around a, a two week two week trip around Norway, and. You know, compared to the rest of the trip, Norway, I really had some standout images that I hadn't even shown to anyone and I was saving them for something special. So I had a a feature in a magazine. um, So I was really excited to show all my Norway images. And it was kind of a big deal. And when it came to sending the raw images, I realized they weren't there. And I was kind of like, "Mm, okay, well, where are they then? And I had this backup process and what I'd done was it must have been a late night or something, but when I was trying to make like refreshing one of my hard drives, uh, normally I have two backups of, three backups of um, kind of each folder at any given time and I'd somehow gotten down to one for this only Norway one and I would um, I deleted it so, so it's sitting somewhere in the, I don't know, <laughs> somewhere in the, the internet graveyard or the hard drive. But um, yeah, I, I was pretty shocked when it all happened, um, and I, I'd done countless tutorials or whatever, just trying to find these images. But yeah, they're, they've been long gone, unfortunately. But that gives me every reason to get back there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, it's something that you'll probably never do again. That's for sure.
1: That that's true. Yeah, I've um, I've got it all on lockdown now, and actually today on my to-do list, I've got to sort hard drives. Uh, reminder which means it's it could be one of those days i lose images but
0: let's hope not <laughs> let's hope not see it's not all glamour is it you've, you've got it's to not do all glamour. hard drive backup. <laughs> that is living the dream i'm guessing that sort of conversation would answer my next question quite well is that when you're home are you eagerly awaiting your next trip away or do you enjoy spending time back at home
1: so when i usually book jobs um I try and book them in a row well I used to book them in a row so when I come home I can have a week of nailing them all out and getting them off to clients or whatever and then having a few weeks to myself and kind of look forward to working on personal projects and really just getting my head in a, in a good space um, but that's not always the case. Recently I've I've kind of had scattered jobs so when I'm coming home I'm finishing off that job before hopping on another plane or whatever um, but yeah so it's just really about time management and i know now I'm, I'm trying to book jobs with enough space to give me time to come home regain my thoughts before I head off again just because when you're working you know two two or three weeks in a row it, it really has a negative impact on you in the way that it, it's hard to think creatively when you've got to keep recreating certain images over a long period of time it's Yeah, it's a bit too much.
0: When you're home, do you have a break from the camera ever, or you're the sort of person who needs to be taking pictures all the time?
1: I do give myself a break. Yeah, I mean, when there's there's certain moments, say a, a big swell coming or whatever, you know, I'll be there with my camera if I can, if I'm at home. But I think over the past six months, I've definitely taken a more a bit better, bigger interest in shooting a lot more personal and kind of progressing as a photographer because the time you, you stop shooting for yourself and start shooting just for other people, it really does have, again, a negative impact on, um, on your thought process. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to think of new things when you, you're stuck in this trance of you only know of what you've done in the past and, yeah, not the best.
0: No, but I guess um living where you do you can get out and uh clear your head even if it's just to go for a surf or something and uh, that'll sort of re- help you reset.
1: Yeah, I mean living next to the beach a normal day for me is wake up, um go for a surf or go for a swim or a run near the beach, come home, get a lot of work done and you know try to get out of the office in the afternoon and do something again fun just to um just to break up the day cuz you know, like anyone, too much computer time can lead to a pretty, pretty terrible sleep. I think.
0: Yeah, I get very easily distracted by anything um, away from my editing. So living next to the beach would be a, a bit of a nightmare for me. I don't think I'd be, ever get anything done. So uh, you've got to be very disciplined. I think.
1: Yeah, and it, it's hard because uh, quite a few of my friends still are at uni. So on their days off, all they want to do is go to the beach, and I've really got to pull in the reins and be like, "All right, well." this is my time to work and this is my time to to do my own thing and treat myself so yeah it's it's been definitely a, a tedious task to try and develop all those skills
0: okay let's uh, move on to our next question then who or what has inspired your work and who continues to inspire you
1: i think i'm found i'm the most inspired um when I'm placed in unfamiliar surroundings, I I guess you could say, you know, especially when I'm traveling. So when I'm on the road, I'm constantly seeing new things that that inspire me. But I find that can almost have a a negative effect over time, an opposing effect where if I'm on the road too much, I'd almost just want to be settled at home uh, where I like to – it's the little things when I'm back at home. So it's just a swim in the ocean where I see something that I haven't seen in a while that might inspire me or – um you know, just just little things like the, the yeah i don't know I've always found it that a hard question to answer, yeah. but um yeah it's it's definitely I think definitely traveling and being in new places
0: a different question, who influences you then you mentioned your mentor earlier on would would that be someone who's been a big influence,
1: yeah, especially over the past five odd years, um, my good friend Tristan. He's been a huge asset, uh, I guess, towards my, my success. Um, if there's any advice I need, I can go to him. And if there's any critiquing in photos, I can ask him. And um, a lot of it is keeping up with that that online persona, whether that be Instagram or Facebook or whatever. So there's a lot of times I'm sending you messages and a few different images to choose from going, Okay, well, what do you think would work best and he's always um he's always there to, to help me and Yeah.
0: And are you influenced by social media and, and using that as an outlet?
1: Uh within reason, I feel that now there's so much going on there that you could post the best photo of your life and it might not even get seen. So I, I try and not get too influenced by social media just because, um, yeah, it can have a bit of an opposing effect, I feel. And there's so much good stuff out there that that really if if you take too much notice of, of one given person or one given um, channel, you might start trying to change your work in that way. So it's it's really about staying true to yourself and, having your own journey along the way
0: have you always been able to be sort of true to your own style and, and not be swayed by other things that you've seen
1: definitely not I think social media definitely has um it definitely has that effect where you see particular images and you're like oh you know I, I could almost do that but with my own little twist and then add this element and but yeah it's now these days I, I try not to spend too much time aside from Um, pushing out my content just because again it can have a bit of a negative effect and it's hard to have a clear have a clear portfolio for your your client if you're always changing and whatnot so i try to keep it you know in my roots now
0: so what excites you then what makes you get out of bed in the morning
1: i think looking forward to a change of routine um I can I can tell you right now, if there's a big day behind the computer, I'm not the, the easiest to get out of bed. But you know, when I'm on the road and I'm going to exciting places and whatnot, I'm just full of excitement and I'm I'm always that one who can never get enough sleep before a big day and and all sorts. So I mean at the moment I'm about to head off to New Zealand uh for the, the sixth time in just over a year. Um yeah, in, in the next couple of weeks and I've actually um got a few jobs booked over there so I've extended my stay there for about a month so um one of my my newfound um hobbies I guess you could say is skiing um, over the past couple of weeks oh sorry over the past year I've I've been fortunate enough to go to some places which have offered skiing and through that I've built up um yeah definitely a love for it so when I'm not working in NZ um you'll find me up at the slopes at either Cadrona or Oh, Trouble Are
0: Are you a thrill seeker? Are you into extreme sports?
1: Oh, I like to pretend I am. I mean, <laughs> within reason, there's um, the level of extreme sports these days. is just I can't even fathom how people do it, you know, from big waves to some of the crazy lines that say skis or snowboarders go down. It's, it's pretty insane. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely inspiring stuff and kind of gets me to push my own, my own level
0: so conversely then what scares you
1: um when it's in the water it would have to be sharks um it's it's one of those you know they're out there somewhere but um you don't know obviously where and it's it's more so just a bit of a a squirrel around with your head because you're constantly thinking about them in some of these places but but really the chances of getting eaten are so so slim um i guess on on more of a personal level i'm I, I am a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to work and stuff. So, in the past, when I've had uh, really big jobs, I've I've had nightmares of rocking up to a shoot uh, without a without a camera and all these sorts of bits. So, that that definitely scares me.
0: Yeah, do you get nervous before shoots?
1: I always get nervous, and I think if you don't get nervous, there's that thing, I think that means you're a bit too confident and. Yeah, I, I definitely think nerves can have a positive effect.
0: I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this thinking, oh, you did a wedding a few times. Would you ever do a wedding again?"
1: Of course, like that was um, that kind of solidified myself as a as a full time photographer at, in in my early beginnings. Um, you know, I've shot I reckon over fifty weddings during my time. And the only reason I stopped shooting weddings was just because I, I can't book weddings in advance, and then get a job two weeks prior where I might be flown around the world. And you know that I've had a situation like that, and it's it's not cool. Um, although you know, weddings are such a fun day; it's it's hard to compare to being in a helicopter somewhere else around the world.
0: I can imagine your wedding photography is pretty off the scale. I would like to see some of your wedding photography.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Okay, if you could be anything else for the day, uh, what would you be?
1: Ironically, a great white shark. (laughs) I think um, swimming around, just being the the boss of the ocean would just be a a total game changer. Um, And just having everyone just being so frightened of you, not that I'm that sort of person myself, but it would just be interesting for a day and see how it is on that side of things.
0: Who, living or dead, would you love to photograph?
1: You know what i'm gonna I'm gonna stick on the the animal buzz here and I'm gonna say a woolly mammoth <laughs> <laughs> uh, like honestly i'm I'm the least part of an animal photographer, but um growing up reading all these books and seeing all these cartoons, woolly mammoths just I don't know why, but they've always had something embedded in my brain. Just, I don't know it's something so fascinating so I mean I, I'd love to to see like document them for one day as uh as strange as that sounds
0: and they are pretty big boys so uh, i reckon they would uh go under your list of what scares you as well yeah, yeah all right give us some advice for any other photographers listening to this who um love your stuff on instagram and, and facebook and, and follow you a lot what sort of advice would you give to them to sort of live their dream
1: shoot everything and anything um as simple as that sounds it's it's all it is if you're going out there each day and you're working on personal work or trying new things, you will you will definitely evolve and progress as a photographer. But um, you know, if you're just sitting there on Instagram, kind of looking at other people's work, and you won't get anywhere. So I really think put down your phone and pick up your camera and, and get out there and, and shoot something new.
0: Cool, or or just shoot something on your phone.
1: Yeah, or just shoot <laughs> something with your iPhone. Why not?
0: Yeah. Do you um. Do you shoot a lot with your phone while you're out? Are you a phone snapper as well?
1: Yeah, I think so for those little moments. If it's a if it's a big moment in time or say a, a big big um a big trip, I definitely will always you know my my iPhone will be my second priority. That when I was in Europe, I did start using I think I got a bit lazy my last trip to Europe started using my iPhone a little bit too much. So when it came around to to features and interviews and and showing that content it it just got a little bit restricting when saying oh look i've only got an iphone res
0: well thank you very much for speaking to us um it's been a great pleasure having you on and and hearing all about you who else should i be interviewing who would you like to know more about in the photography world
1: i think someone who's who's always had my eye and definitely influenced me um would have to be ryan panofsky so he's actually an iphone photographer um, from the south coast of New South Wales, and he, he's up there with someone who will swim out in the, the bigger surf uh, just with his iPhone. So he's been creating some really, really amazing content um, in the past few years, and it just goes to show you don't need you know, $10,000 set up um, to swim in the water and get these sort of images. It, it really comes down to knowledge of the ocean and, and the knowledge of light. So, yeah, he's, he's definitely nailed those two elements.
0: All right, Mark, that was brilliant. Thank you very much for joining us. Do you want to give a little plug to um, your social media outlets and how people can find out more about you?
1: Yeah, sure. So my website is uh, markclintonphoto.com, M-A-R-K-C-L-I-N-T-O-N. And my Instagram handle is at Mark Clinton. And my Facebook handle, again, is markclintonphoto. Clinton Photo.
0: Excellent. Well, it's definitely worth checking out any of those uh social media outlets and mark's website that's uh, some amazing work on there so uh, thanks once again
1: oh thank you so much matt appreciate it
0: many many thanks again to mark clinton for joining me on the first ever episode of phototypes to make sure you don't miss any more episodes remember to subscribe to this podcast and rate and review each episode please we really do appreciate it have a look at our facebook page facebook.com forward slash phototypes podcast to see some more examples of Mark's work and also follow us on Instagram at Podcast. Next week, I'll be speaking to an incredible wedding photographer, Maria Bentley. Phototypes is produced and presented by me, Matt Bowen. Our music is by Nick Bentley, soft piano and songs for cash.